2: Kamala Harris has a solution to the Israeli-Hamas conflict, and it's about as bad as you can imagine. Tucker Carlson and others believe you must elect Trump or the feds win. Oh, and the College Football Playoff selections are in, and an undefeated Power Five conference champion is out? I'm Andrew Coppins, and boy, oh boy, is this going to be an interesting critical thinking. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, never a dull, dull weekend. Now, I'm a happy boy on the sports front. My Wisconsin Badgers throttled for the first half and then hung on and and defeated the Marquette. Is it the Golden Warriors, the Golden Eagles, the Hilltoppers, the Gold? I I can't remember. Too many nicknames for that school in Milwaukee, in the ghetto. But anyway... They win, my Packers win on Sunday Night Football over the Kansas City Chiefs, and are actually right now technically in the playoffs. Never saw that coming to begin the season, so we'll see what happens, but uh, it's going to be an interesting December for my sports-rooting interests. But, beyond all of that, um, there's a lot that happened this weekend if you were paying attention, either on X, which you can follow me at The Cop and Show, or you were just paying attention to the news writ large in this holiday season. Also, it's the start of Advent. Uh, The first Sunday in Advent was yesterday, so um, I'm excited for that. It's a great time of the year to renew in your relationship with God and in Jesus Christ and and bring yourself more into that fullness. And that's really what Advent is all about for me, is, is that renewal of that spirit and And reminding yourself to commit to the teachings of Jesus Christ, to the teachings of God. Um, That's neither here nor there as to how you denominationally want to do that. But I believe in a Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I believe in God. And I'm unapologetic about it. And I'm a practicing Catholic. So that's who I am. And that's where I come from. But... Beyond all of that, I hope each and every one of you do find that renewed spirit, do find that Christmas spirit within you this season. All right, so where do we start here? Because there's so much to unpack. Kamala Harris showing again she is an absolute either moron or she is hell-bent on the destruction of this world, not just the United States of America. Or do we start with elect Trump or else? That's where we're going to go. We're going to start with the middle of the intro. Either support Trump or the feds win. Now, this has been somewhat kind of boiling under the surface, but over the weekend, this is a brand new massive push for the MAGA Forever cultists. Either elect Trump or the feds win and democracy loses for Evs. Even Tucker Carlson, who, by the way, has been spending more time overseas caring about their <coughs> democracies in places like Spain and Ireland than he has been willing to actually fight for our borders, for our sovereignty, for us here lately. That's not to say that he has not taken up the rhetorical and spiritual arms in the past. I'm not saying that. And it's not that he shouldn't also let you know that there's a socialist coup happening in Spain. Um, It's not that he shouldn't be pointing out the immigration problems of Ireland. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. The problem has been that he has laser focused on those things to the detriment of everything that is going on here supposed to be America first but you're there it's been an interesting ride to see where he has taken this show on X but the gist of the brand new take from Tucker and others is that if you do not vote for Trump and he doesn't win the primary or the general election in 2024 then the Federal Republic is dead. But lest you think that it it's me just putting words in Tucker's mouth, here's exactly what he had to say on Roseanne Barr's podcast.
0: What do you think? I certainly you- support Trump, I'll tell you that. And I can tell you, I mean, I've always agreed with Trump's policies, always. And I lost friends over it. Um, but and I've never really actively supported anybody because it's not my job to actively support people. Right. I watch, you know. Right. I like to watch. Um, but <laughs> I'm a voyeur. Yeah. <laughs> but I became an active Trump supporter when they raided Mar-a-Lago last summer, the summer of 2022. That that that's that can't stand. No, that
1: can't. And that I something.
0: agree with Trump on a lot. But even if I disagreed with Trump on a lot, I'd still be a Trump supporter because you cannot allow that. You cannot allow – the. You know, the regime, the president of the United States to use the Justice Department to knock the front runner out of the race. You can't do that.
1: No, you can't do that.
0: So it's bigger than Trump. It's bigger than Biden. It's a question of, you know, do you want to live in a free country with a functioning justice system? You know,
1: that's exactly.
0: And so I'm voting for Trump. And if they convict him, I will send him the max donations and I will lead protests. That's how I feel.
1: That's how I feel, Because,
0: and by the way, if I thought that he had committed some real crime, I wouldn't feel that way, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. He and Biden are both found with classified documents at home, along with every other former high-level federal official in history, but only Trump is indicted? Like, tell me how that works. Oh, shut up! Now, I
2: get the second part of this argument. I get that he's being prosecuted and persecuted, if you want to use that language, for things that other people do all the time. But this is the left's argument, right? So we should just let every single drug dealer go free. Those that are poisoning our cities with fentanyl and and other really dangerous narcotics. Oh, wait, we selectively prosecute them all the time. Now, my point in bringing that dichotomy, that scenario in front of you is to say that just because somebody else does it and gets away with it doesn't mean that you necessarily should. And the Biden classified documents situation is actually the worst of the arguments. It's the Hillary Clinton Bleaching of the server. That is the better of the two arguments. Unfortunately for Donald Trump and his camp, it falls flat when you realize he had the ability to instruct the Department of Justice to prosecute that or to look further into it. But the DOJ, which was headed by Trump's own appointee, again, Trump's men, Decide not to do so. Unless you forget that it was lock her up, lock her up, lock her up, that he cheerleaded, and then in December of 2016, just one month after he got what he wanted, he's like, ha <laughs> ha, you idiots. I, I I was totally kidding. We're not gonna do that because we're above that. But actually you shouldn't have been above that because nobody should be above the law and that should have been the thing that you put in front of the public. But you haven't and you didn't. That should have been the standard that you set. But you didn't. You could have nipped this in the bud by saying... We're gonna, I'm going to pursue this and I'm going to do it because we need the American people to know that justice comes for everybody, whether you're the powerful or the poor. That's not what he did, though. He selected not to go down that road and left in your face. About it, laughed in our face, laughed in the face of every single person who believed that he really was going to be a champion of law and order. Now, he is reaping what he sowed by allowing that Department of Justice to continue down this leftist bent. He's reaping what he sows. I do not feel bad for him at all. But... But that doesn't mean I believe that he should be prosecuted. I, I I struggle with where this is going from the flimsy nature of all of these charges. Whether that's New York in the civil trial, whether that's the classified documents situation. And we're going to watch that one play itself out. And I actually think that's the worst of the quote-unquote offenses at this point so we're going to see on that one i I just it's going to be interesting again i'm going to presume his innocence because that's what we should be doing unless presented with the facts and evidence in a court of law that tells us yeah he really actually played really fast and loose and then didn't actually cooperate with the National Archives and didn't do this and didn't do that. All of that being said, though, Tucker's argument isn't just out in the ether on its own. We have uh, we have Jack Posobiec who tweeted or, or posted, I should say, on X the following. Tucker has it exactly right to allow the federal government to dictate our nominee would will fundamentally change America forever and that is why he is actively supporting Trump 2024 anyone who doesn't see this isn't paying attention is going along with the federal takeover of the United States is going along with the federal takeover of the United States so let me get this right jack if you're a supporter of, of Ron DeSantis in the primary because you believe he is the right person to lead America going forward over Donald Trump, who had an opportunity. Yes, ran into the buzzsaw of the federal bureaucracies and all of the things that you want to talk about, but also participated in those federal bureaucracies and, and then elevated those federal bureaucracies. But you don't want to talk about that. And, and we'll get more into that in a moment here. But If you support DeSantis in the primary, you're letting the feds win? Strictly as a critical thinker on this, I I don't understand this argument. Trump has to win or American democracy dies? Trump must be elected or America dies? It's honestly the weakest argument for electing somebody as president of the United States of America that I have ever seen in my 42 years on this earth. Ironically, Trump's strongest argument is actually making people forget about the end times of his presidency and then making them remember the prosperity of the first three years of his presidency. And then building a roadmap back to that prosperity for everybody. One of the things that I'm going to talk about tomorrow in truth or fiction, by the way, um, that I have as my own truth or fiction, is the black unemployment rate. We've we've watched, um, you know, President Joe Biden and Queen Jean Pierre, Karen Jean Pierre, as as others like to call her. We've watched all the surrogates out there talking about the black unemployment rate. Gavin Newsom in the debate with Ron DeSantis the other night talking about the black unemployment rate being at its lowest of all time. Well, its previous low was under whom? Now, my suggestion is that it actually has nothing to do with the president of the United States, but the reality of how people feel helps them with whom they vote for. There is an association, a mental association between presidents and what is happening economically, financially, their prosperity or their lack thereof. It, it does resonate. It does click on some level. It Go ahead and remind them of that. And I'll get into the depths of the numbers and all of that sort of stuff tomorrow during Truth or Fiction. But Trump also could talk about how he knows how to get that roadmap back and and how to bring us that prosperity back because he's done it himself. Bankruptcy after bankruptcy after bankruptcy and still hundreds of millions if not billions of dollars that he's quote-unquote worth. He he knows how to play the game and, and bring prosperity back, even if it's only on paper. That's a really good argument that he could be making. Instead, you're reminding them of reminding people of all of the things that they don't like. The sleaze, the the sliminess, the lack of transparency when it comes to the things that he is or isn't doing. Um, When it comes to being president, you remind him of the last part of his presidency. Now, what about the argument that not electing Trump and what they are doing is designed to control the GOP nomination? Because that's really what they're saying is that you have to vote for Trump so that the feds are not quote-unquote controlling things anymore. Do you really believe and buy that Ron DeSantis is bought and paid for by the federal bureaucracy? And I don't buy this as a valid argument, by the way, for a number of reasons, but let's go into number one. To buy that argument, you would also have to buy that they don't want Trump as the nominee, which is clearly not the case, actually. You see, they actually hope to God that the GOP decides to nominate Donald Trump. They put him through all of the show, sham trials, whatever you want to believe or not believe about the legal... um, warfare and and you know lawfare and all that sort of stuff you would have to believe that that they're doing this to make sure that trump isn't the nominee you don't understand what game they're actually playing if you believe that the game that they're actually playing is please 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 nominate donald trump then we put him in behind bars and then we take control. Because you were so dumb, you couldn't think two steps. Not, not Well, you couldn't even think one step ahead, Team GOP. They hope to God that Trump is the nominee. Then they knock his ass out. By the way, let's also not forget that all of my polls that we've been talking about here on the program that Tucker, Jack, and so many in the MAGA Forever call, oh, I mean, uh, movement, love to point to, by the way, right? Well, Trump's up by 50 points, Trump's up by this and Trump's up by that, and and he's up by this in Iowa and that in Iowa, right? Showing that Trump has a massive, lead in some mythical national GOP primary as we've talked about all the time. You're citing a a Mopole that means literally nothing because it's never a national primary. It's state by state by state by state by state. That is the reality that is in front of us. Now, those same people that are propping Donald Trump up, making you love the polls, are the same people whose polling you've questioned forever? They they hate Donald Trump so very much that they're propping him up in the polls. They're literally saying they are daring Team GOP to nominate donald trump they want you to do that this is the number one dumbest part of this argument nominate donald trump because the feds don't want you to nominate donald trump actually they do want you to nominate donald trump you don't understand the game they are playing secondly i don't buy this as a valid argument when we're talking about but the feds and the uh, bureaucrats and the bureaucracy right Number two, Trump actually controls all the levers of power within the GOP. And they've backed him over and over and over and over and over again. Rona McDaniel, Speaker Mike Johnson, Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Do we need to bring up the fact that he literally gets on the phone with Matt Gates and others, whips them into just end this crap and support Kevin McCarthy so that Kevin McCarthy then sucks up to Donald Trump, and then Mike Johnson pledges his fealty to Donald Trump, and then also um, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who hates Donald Trump but still sucks up and suckles off the uh, fundraising teat of Donald Trump. He's the one who actually holds all of the power within the bureaucracy and the apparatus and the, the feds, if you will, of Team GOP. And then number three for me, why this entire argument is that not electing Trump is exactly what the feds want and it's designed to give them what they want. This entire argument, number three, is based on saying that no other candidate could possibly understand, beat the feds, right? No other candidate could possibly take on the bureaucracy and smash it to the smithereens that Donald Trump can because, you know, Donald Trump has felt the wrath of the federal bureaucracy? Is there any evidence that Trump is the only one who gets what time it is or that he even understands it at all? But, but Andrew, he is the one that's going through all the lawfare and the legal haranguing and this, that, and everything else. You're right. But he thinks it's about him, not about changing how the bureaucracy works or changing uh, and clearing out the DOJ or clearing out the Department of Education or this department or that department or ending this department and moving the chess pieces around to benefit a actual change in how Washington DC works? No, that's not where he's going. He wants your sympathy, your empathy, which I'm willing to give him the empathy. I'm not giving him any sympathy at all. Is there any evidence that no other candidate but Trump can beat the feds? An American democracy is saved only by electing Trump. Is there any evidence to suggest that? Is there anything that you can point to while he was president this last time that shows he has even beaten the feds back at all, that he understood it, took it on? No. In fact, it is one of the worst arguments that he can make is that I understand and I can beat the feds back because I harken back to my original point. Don't talk about your first year, talk about the prosperity or the last year and talk about the first three years of prosperity. Instead of that last year that made people really poor and really sick with a novel coronavirus, right? COVID-19. Ironically, also, this idea that, well, we if we're going to save American democracy, we have to elect somebody who not only gets what time it is, but has proven results, it's actually the argument for Ron DeSantis, the only candidate in the GOP who has actually beat the feds back, actually taken on bureaucracies formed by leftists in Yes, a state, not the feds, but actually taking it on and won. He's literally taken the power and said, yeah, no, nah, Tampa, no, Orlando, you're absolutely insane. DAs? No, whoosh, removed. Taken on woke Disney, taken on this corporation, taken on the feds here and the feds there, T- taken on the medical establishment by hiring Joseph Latipo as his Surgeon General of the State of Florida, ironically again, the only candidate in the GOP field, the only one in the primary, who can point to beating the bureaucracy is Ron DeSantis.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: The only one who has any proof when in power of doing what the Trump MAGA forever cultists say Donald Trump would do this next time. But again, he didn't do it the first time. Well, 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 but 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 he had to understand it before he could change it. Okay. He's the one who listened to Anthony Fauci over Scott Atlas. He's the one who hired Bill Barr. He's the one who made hire after hire after hire. Well, but Andrew, it was just the uh just the the establishment bureaucracy who gave him the names and and set it in they were all setting him up to fail. Okay then who's he going to surround himself this time? Kelly McEnany? Oh, wait, he threw her under the bus. Jenna Ellis? Oh, wait, threw her under the bus. Um, let's see. Hmm. Scaramucci under the bus. Uh, Spicer under the bus. Um, every single person that, that quote-unquote worked for him has been under the bus. It's all of them, never Trump, that, w- that didn't get it. And he's a genius at surrounding himself with absolute geniuses, except for all the people that he said that he hired who he now denigrates. Oops.
1: Where
2: where what part of the world of Donald Trump and his actual results suggest he will deliver? to smash the leftist hold of the bureaucracy and get America's republic back to a republic of the people, for the people, and by the people? Where's the evidence? As a critical thinker, I don't care about Ron DeSantis versus Donald Trump and I like this personality versus that personality or anything else. I want your factual results Show me, where's the proof? And furthermore then, what is your plan to deal with the reality that the left wants you to nominate him? The left prays and hopes to Molak or whatever BS gods they pray to that you elect Donald Trump. They then execute part two of said plan, which is um, we lawfare him into submission. And then Joe Biden's the only person that has any modicum of ability to win the presidency and the takeover is complete. This is the dumbest argument. I understand that the precedent being set by the lawfare, the precedent being set by them attempting to dictate is bad. I get that part of the argument. I 1,000% am with you, but you are saying we have to do this, and then what? Then what? Your protestations do what? Ask the Spanish people what their protestations have produced. More brutality, more lockdowns, more socialism, now, you can't even pray the rosary in public in Spain. That's right, the rosary cannot be uh, prayed out loud in public in Madrid or anywhere else in Spain today without you being arrested, harassed, and harangued by the socialists who cooed their government. in what world does electing Donald Trump or putting him in the position to be the presidential nominee of Team GOP, in what world does that get us to winning back our democracy, quote-unquote, winning back our republic, quote-unquote? I don't see it at all. There's literally no evidence of that. Trump's time to have started the ball rolling down the hill was the last time he was president. Did anybody's head roll when the Russian collusion hoax was found out? Did anybody in the FBI lose a job over that? No. There might have been a reassignment here or a reassignment there but nobody, but nobody paid a price for literally attempting to manufacture in coordination with another party's nominee, by the way, and an entirely false story, an entirely made up story. Now the left is going to say, tell you that, that uh, Russia interfered in the 2016 election. You are correct. They attempted to interfere in the 2016 election with bots and all sorts of other stuff. So did a lot of other countries, by the way. That's that's actually cyber warfare. And guess what? We're doing it too. But the actual dossier, p-tape, all that crap, 100% made up. And Donald Trump did nothing about or to the people who did that. His time to have shown us that he gets what time it is, that he's willing to stand up and do it, not just for himself, but for the rest of us, was at that point in time. And he took his cachet and spit it right back out. He did nothing about it, period, Point blank. There is absolutely zero evidence to suggest that if you elect Donald Trump, this won't still happen. Because that's really what you're saying is that we have to buttress this right now. We have to stop it right now. And the only way to do that is through Donald Trump, who never stopped it to begin with. That's a really hard Square to circle. I, I, I can't fit that round peg in, or that square peg into the round hole. I, I, I just. What? I, I, I don't get it. Now, before we move on, folks, do not forget. You've got like, what, 20 days of shopping left in the holiday season for the coffee lover in your family. Get them coffee that actually comes from a coffee company that cares about producing quality coffee and nothing else. And that's our friends over at coffeebrandcoffee.com, where you enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout for 10% off of your purchase today. So if you want to give them a year in the Roaster's Choice Club, or you want them to just try new flavors, or they're tea drinkers or hot chocolate drinkers, Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code Critical Thinker at checkout for 10% off of your purchase. Again, coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code Critical Thinker. All right, so let's go ahead, let's move in to the second. Well, it was really the first thing I brought up, but the second uh, story, if you will. Over the weekend, Kamala Harris was speaking and took questions. Which, oh boy, I, I, I don't understand the, the strategy of her team. I really don't. It is almost as if they think she is stupid and they need to expose that as often as possible so that America gets the hint to never put her in an actual position of power ever again. Maybe that's where they're going. But, but this is Kamala Harris's solution amongst other word salad BS. Well,
1: as I said, we have to revitalize the Palestinian Authority, which means giving the support that is necessary for good governance. Um, Understanding that on the issues that must be resolved as we think of a plan for the day after, it is about good governance, which will bring transparency and accountability to the people of Gaza and the West Bank. Um, It's also about what we need to do to recognize there must be some plan for security for the region. And I suspect as a a plan develops, it will take into account interim and then longer term. And finally, what we must do in terms of rebuilding uh, Gaza and a commitment to that. I'm going to
2: take the second part here first again, and and it's this. What word salad BS was that? Uh, It was literally buzzword after buzzword after catchphrase after buzzword that meant nothing, said nothing, advanced no ball down the field, period, amen, except for the first part of the statement, which apparently now the position of the United States of America is to revitalize, I'm not kidding you, the Palestinian Authority. Now, what does the Palestinian Authority, a.k.a. the West Bank government, because Hamas runs the Gaza Strip, Our basic aim is to liberate the land from the river to the sea. Yes, our basic aim is to liberate the land from the Mediterranean seas to the Jordan River. The Palestinian revolution's basic concern is the uprooting of the Zionist entity from our land and liberating it. The PLL, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, also known as the militant wing of the PA, has complex, often contradictory attitudes to peace with Israel. Now, the Palestinian Authority, by the way, has not held an election in 15 years in the West Bank. Also, the Palestinian Authority, after October 7th, was launching its own rockets and committing acts of terror, Oh, and the same Palestinian authority that pays people to literally slaughter, murder, maim, kill, bomb Israel and Israeli citizens and people from all over the world who happen to just be within the borders of Israel. We're going to revitalize that group? We're literally saying we need to revitalize Terror suppliers. They literally pay people. They pay the families of those who suicide bomb. They pay people to kill. You murder an Israeli, the Palestinian Authority will pay you thousands of dollars. That's who Kamala or Kamala or Kamala or Kamala. Kamala, that's who, VP Harris, that is whom the official position of the United States government, because when you speak, Mrs. VP or Ms. VP, when you speak, you speak on the behalf of our government in those settings. It is not as if they're asking your personal opinion. They're asking about the position of the United States of America is to revitalize a terrorist organization. What the fire truck? I, I just can't. Speaking of I just can't, the college football playoff had its selection show yesterday. And as I mentioned up front, an undefeated Power 5 conference champion named Florida State, 13-0, and is not in that playoff. Now, Michigan, Washington, Texas, all deserving to be there and there was a third power 5 conference champion besides Washington and Michigan who went undefeated this year but the mighty sec but but andrew florida state circumstances are different you're right and here's what i'm going to say and i said this on twitter or on x i should say i posted this on x You can be as mad as you want and you can make all the arguments that you want about Florida State and Alabama and who should be in and who should be out. And you can be as mad as the as you want at the powers that be. It's not going to change anything this year. More importantly, what change are you actually advocating for? Oh, you mean that Power 5 Conference champions should be in no matter what? Well, in a 12-team playoff, that's exactly how this is going down quote unquote, the new 12 team college football playoff field will include the six highest ranked conference champions, which will receive automatic bids. The top four of which receive a first round bye to the quarterfinals. So if you are a Florida state fan, the hatred that you are delivering to the college football playoff and its selection Right now, I understand it. I get it. But it's actually being solved already. It sucks that it happened to you this year. I think it's awful. I think it sends a terrible message. And if this system that currently exists were to continue, I would be 100%, 100% in favor of what Florida State's athletic director had to say. The consequences of giving in to a narrative of the moment are destructive, far-reaching, and permanent. Not just for Florida State, but college football as a whole. The argument of whether a team is the most deserving or best is a false equivalence. It renders the season up to yesterday irrelevant and significantly damages the legitimacy of the college football playoff. The 2023 Florida State Seminoles are the epitome of a total team. To eliminate them from a chance to compete for a national championship is is an unwarranted injustice that shows complete disregard and disrespect for their performance and accomplishments. It is unforgivable. The fact that this team has continued to close out victories in dominant fashion facing our current quarterback situation should have enhanced our case to get into the playoff berth earned on the field. Instead, the committee decided to elevate themselves and quote unquote make history today by departing from what makes the sport great, by excluding excuse me, by excluding an undefeated Power Five conference champion for the first time since the advent of the BCS CFP era that began 25 years ago. This ridiculous decision is a departure from the competitive expectations that have stood the test of time in college football. Wins matter. Losses matter. Those that compete in the arena know this. Those on the committee who also competed in the sport and should have known this have forgotten it. Today, they changed the way success is assessed in college football. From a tangible metric, winning on the field, to an intangible subjective one. Evidently, predicting the future matters more. For many of us, today's decision by the committee has forever damaged the credibility of the institution that is the college football playoff. And saddest of all, it was self-inflicted. They chose predictive competitiveness over proven performance, subjectivity over fact. They have become a committee of prognosticators. They have abandoned their responsibility by discarding their purpose to elevate performance on the field. Our players, coaches, and fans, as well as those who love this sport, deserve better. The committee failed college football today. I don't disagree with him at all. I... Literally don't, because that's exactly what happened. They are predicting that Florida State's defense, its offensive line, its running backs and wide receivers are, are no good. And, oh, wait, except for their top 10 defense. And, and yes, they had some struggles uh, against Louisville, who, huh? let's see here. Um, oh, wait, is 15th in the nation at 10-3, right? It was 10-2 and, and going in. Uh, to that conference championship game so they're they're a total trash bucket of a team uh like I oh wait no they're not um I understand and I feel that they are correct in they chose in putting Alabama in to predict what would happen rather than look at the field of play and say hang on because if you're saying that Alabama Right is legitimately the better team, and you're predicting that they would be a better matchup or whatever, let me me ask you this. Is it the Alabama team that lost at home to Texas early in the season? Is it the Alabama team that could barely beat South Florida, the one that took uh, a miracle throw to beat Auburn? They wouldn't even be in this position had that not happened, by the way. But, but, Andrew, it happened on the field. That's my point. That is not true. your, your what your argument is is that Jalen Milroe, being the quarterback of Alabama, is better than the third string quarterback at Florida State. And that's it. They're better because of that. I don't believe that because Jalen Milroe, at certain points of this season, was so inconsistent that he was benched. Oh, wait, he found his mojo. You're right, he did. But this is also the same player who didn't find his mojo, who struggled against Auburn, who, let's take a look at this. Oh, wait, isn't in the final CFP top 25 as I'm taking a look at this. Yep, nope, don't see him there. Do you see the problem? I believe they are aggrieved. The problem with this is the argument of, well, this fundamentally alters college football and the integrity of the college football playoff going forward. It actually doesn't because the college football playoff has put guideposts in for exactly this scenario. Now, does that mean that they're going to get the top four uh, teams right and those are the teams who don't have to play that first round. And, and you know, going forward, if if this was the argument, look, at the end of the day, the argument that you're making is you earned it on the field. Well, okay, then you're going to go earn it on the field again, right? Well, that's the reality. And also, are we also making the case here then that as we look forward? Well, what about the 13th, 14th, 15th team and their argument to be the 12th? Okay, well, guess what? This year... Oklahoma would be number 12. Number 13 is a 9-3 LSU. Number 14, 9-3 Arizona. Number 15 is a 10-3 Louisville. Guess what none of them did? earn it on the field. LSU is a better team today than they were early in the season, just like Alabama is. But they didn't earn it on the field. There's literally no argument that I can make that LSU is better than Oklahoma, or Ole Miss, or Penn State, or Missouri, or Oregon, all of the two lost teams that would be in the college football playoff. That's the reality that's in front of us. And the beauty of what happens going forward is it solves this problem. So while you may feel aggrieved, and I empathize with it, I believe you got screwed. In fact, my suggestion would be don't show up. Don't play. Forfeit the bowl game. Flip the double bird to the college What are they going to do? Kick you out? Or alternatively, you can take your bowl game, shove it where it doesn't shine, and we're going to take our third string quarterback and shove it right up your ass and win that game. And guess what? Never again will this likely happen because the guideposts are in there. If you are truly one of the best Teams, the six best conference champions, highest rated conference champions, are going in. And uh, last I checked, let's see, going forward next year, we have no idea what the Pac-12 is going to look like, if it's even going to exist, or whatever. So we've got the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, that's three, and then the fourth with the Big 12. You're in. You're going to be one of the top 6 rated conference champions. Quite literally. The other ones that could come from the Mountain West or the the Pac-12, Mountain West Alliance or whatever have you, could come from the Sun Belt, could come from Conference USA, although highly unlikely because of how that's constituted these days, could come from the Sun Belt, could come from the MAC. Right? but it could come from the S- the ACC in fact it's pretty much a guarantee that the four main conferences right the four big ones they're going to have their conference champion in every single year and likely they're going to be the highest rated conference champions now the argument of would they be inside that top 4 and thus get the automatic uh um automatic buy into the quarterfinals a I don't know. It will be interesting to see what takes place. All right, so with all of that being said, you can be aggrieved, you can feel terrible, but folks, remember, it's just a game at the end of the day, and college football is going to be much better off a year from now in terms of its determining of a champion than it is this year, and that's a win. Now, you could say what you want, about the realignment and and the destruction of regionality and rivalries and all of these things. But does that mean that college football is going to be worse going forward? I would argue NIL and the Wild Wild West that has become the transfer portal and NIL and all of that is actually the thing that you need to worry about. But with all of that being said, folks, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, make sure you eat all of your meals, and as always, Matthew 547.